Welcome to the porch. Really glad that you're here today. It's good to see you guys. Um, I'm Shannon, and uh, if this happens to be your first time, a very special welcome to you. Before we do anything else today, what I want to do is I want us to take a few moments, and I want us to each introduce ourselves and say, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> what's your favorite ice cream? No. Um, so what we're going to do is we are going to take a few moments, and we are going to pray for what I would say is some of our most vital people in our community, uh, probably next to healthcare workers, and that is our educators. So if you are an educator, would you please stand? And we're going to just take a moment and pray a blessing over you. So, um, wow. You better stand up, Casey. All right now. Porch community, look around and see these folks who represent a whole lot of other people who have answered a call to be an educator, and they've done it, they do it all for the money, right? <laughs> oh, oh, there's another calling, okay, yeah. Um, so let's, uh, if you're standing near one of these folks and, and you feel comfortable and you want to put a hand on their shoulder or you just want to extend a hand towards them, but let's allow these educators to know that we are with them and we are praying for them and we are supporting them. So let's pray. God, the, the people standing right now in this room represent a whole lot of other people in, in our community, in our county. And they have answered a call. And it's to, to make a difference in the life of a student. And it could be a very, very young child and it could be a teenager, it could be a young adult, it could be someone going back for a second career. But each and every one of these people are desiring something. And these folks standing here, these educators have said yes. And God, I just pray that you would pour your blessing out over them for this coming school year. God, would you give them energy? <laughs> God, when they rest at night, that they will really rest. God, you're going to bring some people across their paths this semester. And I pray, Lord, that they will see them the way that you see them. Would you give each and every one of these educators the eyes to see others the way that you see them? To have compassion for them, to have grace for them, to be a point of truth. A place of maybe the one person that looks at them and says that you're important and you're loved. But God, would you bless these educators as they go about doing what, what they've said yes to doing this year. And I know some are just now starting and others are going, man, one more year and I'm out. But God, this coming year is before us and we want it to be used for the sake of your name. So whether they're ever able to say the word Jesus, I pray that the students that these educators encounter know that they've spent time with Jesus. And it's in his name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, educators. Porch community, will you thank them? And most definitely continue praying for them. Speaking of educators and schools, um, Tuesday is the end of our drive. We mentioned it already uh, to bring school supplies. We are saying, hey, we're going to love our neighbor over there, Dewar Elementary. So if you want to bring some school supplies over the, uh, later today or tomorrow or Tuesday, 
And then at our board meeting on Tuesday night, everyone's welcome, but we're going to meet together and uh, we're going to pack those backpacks for Dewar Elementary. Uh, one more thing that we're doing this morning at, towards the end of our time together is we're going to share in communion. We do that the first Sunday of every month, and we're sharing communion. And um, if you haven't been here before when we've shared communion, first of all, we say the table's open. So we say any who, any who desire to be in relationship with God through Jesus are welcome at the table. So it's not uh, an exclusive table. It is open to all. So we will be uh, sharing that a little bit later. Um, this is our last 1030 service of the summer. Um, obviously, we need to go back to doing multiple services. So um, this is our last 1030 service next week. We're going to have three services, one at 8, one at 9.30, and one at 11. This is to help accommodate our amazing Jesus' Life weekend. It's going to be awesome. 8, and then 9.30, and 11. And then August 15th, we will go back to our regular worship schedule of 9.30 and 11. Okay, so John chapter 7 is where we're going to be today. John chapter 7. And we have spent the last two months... Um, in this series called Something in the Water. And what we've done is we've looked at these moments in Scripture where God has the, had these profound moments of, of using water to share a message, to tell us something, to show us something, to point something out to us. And so today we're going to conclude this series by talking about thirst. Thirst. I, it's totally a psychological thing, y'all, because I have been working on this message for, I work on it weeks out, and then the week of, I go back to it, and I do some more stuff, and I usually Josh ends up getting several different versions of the final message the week of. And I got to tell you, because I was writing about thirst, my mouth was dry the whole time. Like, I was always having something in my brain was like, oh, you're thirsty, so, and like right now, I'm thirsty, so. Um, but thirst... You ever experience, I know you have, we live in South Georgia, like, but like you ever experienced that kind of a thirst where like you can't even, like your mouth is so dry, like you can't even like get saliva, I know it's kind of gross to say, but like you can't even get saliva going to even, like to even say the words like I'm thirsty, it's just dry. Is anyone else getting a really dry mouth now? So I'm sorry, I'm sorry, shouldn't hand out water. Um. You know, maybe like if it gets to the point and you start to get like shaky or dizzy or a headache, you know, it's like, man, I'm so thirsty. And we always talk about drinking enough water. Well, day two, by day two in this blazing Utah desert, a 29-year-old guy named Dave Bouchow, he was well, well, well beyond his um, state of thirst. He was so thirsty. He was pale, he was, his, he was starting to have body, his cramps in his body, his speech started to slur, uh, he was absolutely desperate for water, and he was hallucinating so badly that he mistook a cactus for, or a tree, for a person. And um, after 10 hours without a drink, in 100 and plus degree heat, Dave just fell face down in the dirt, and he died. And he was less than 100 yards away from this cave 
that had a pool of refreshing water in it. And it's, that is, it's a true story, and it's so very, very tragic. Our bodies must have water. Justin said this, you know, water is life. We've been talking, like, we've got to have water. We absolutely have to have it. And as vitally important as it is for us to have water, for us to drink water, H2O, we spiritually need living water. This is what we need. We spiritually need this living water. And so, yes, we talk about thirst today, but here's really what I want us to think about. Spiritually, you may have that kind of, same kind of deep thirst today. Like, like you, you feel it in, in your soul. You feel it in who you are. You're going, man, I am thirsty. I am so thirsty. And that you almost might be dehydrated spiritually, like just dehydrated, totally spent To the point that maybe you can't even form the words, I'm thirsty. Listen to what John chapter 7 says, beginning in verse 37. Jesus is speaking, and it says, On the last day, the climax of the festival, Jesus stood and shouted to the crowds, Anyone who is thirsty may come to me. Jesus says this, all right? Anyone who is thirsty may come to me. Anyone who believes in me may come and drink. For the scriptures declare, rivers of living water will flow from his heart. When he said living water, he was speaking of the spirit who would be given to everyone believing in him. But the spirit had not yet been given because Jesus had not yet entered into his glory. So this was Jesus preparing everyone and talking about who he was. And so what I want us to do, these are just three verses here in John chapter 7. But what I see in these three verses are four fairly simple principles that I think we, that Jesus shows us about how we can spiritually be hydrated or rehydrated. And so the first step to rehydration is simply this, accept his invitation. Accept his invitation. He said in verse 37, anyone, so not just some people, not the really smart people, not the people that voted this way, not the people with this skin color, no, anyone who is thirsty may come to me. Not anyone who's got it all together or looks like they have it all together. Not like anyone. Oh, Shannon, you don't want anyone. Oh, but you, back, in, back in call, anyone, is what Jesus says. Anyone who is thirsty may come to me. So the invitation is just for us to say, all right, Jesus, what you got? You know, and for some people, maybe even someone here today, like you, like you're, you stepped into the church. You said yes to an invitation to come to church. You said, all right, I'm going to go and I'm going to do this little churchy thing and figure this out. You might be watching online going, what's going on? And you're saying, okay, accept the invitation. The invitation has been extended. Jesus says, anyone who is thirsty, if you're thirsty, Come. Come. So by, by doing that, what I would say is that's like us listening to him. That's us reading his word. That's us being close to him. That's us watching and observing. Before we could ever drink like a glass of water, we've got to like go to the water, right? 
or, or we've got to get the water. We've got we've to go. We've got to do. We've got to act. We don't just think to ourselves, I'm thirsty, and then water, right? And so Jesus is saying, if you're thirsty, come. The invitation is there. And I think about that. Jesus even said, he goes, taste and see that the Lord is good. My life was changed, changed by an invitation. Changed. I was, I was spiritually dehydrated, and I didn't even know it. You ever been dehydrated before, and the doctor's like, oh, my goodness, you need fluids, you need them now, and you didn't even know. That's kind of how it was. So the first step we see here is accept his invitation. Here's the second step to being spiritually rehydrated, and it's this, to believe and receive. To believe and receive. Verse 38 says this, anyone, Jesus is speaking, anyone who believes in me may come and drink. So it's one thing to come and listen and, and see what's going on. But now, now Jesus is saying, if you believe in me, drink up. If you believe in me, receive this. Receive this refreshing water. Be hydrated. Like Receive the living waters. I mean, and, and so what, what does this mean? I, I want to just make sure we know what it means to believe. It means to believe that he, Jesus, is the son of God. Not just a good teacher. He is the Son of God. He has come to take away our sin. The reason we might feel completely dehydrated and, and so thirsty is because of our separation from God and our understanding of, oh my goodness, I am, I am not living. I'm actually dying in my sin. So we, he takes our sin. He is a son of God. He gave his life on the cross for us. Our sins, he paid the price for those in our place. He is the resurrected king. He didn't just die for us. He rose for us. And that salvation, redemption, only comes through him. So like, when I think about this, Jesus quenches like this spiritual thirst that we have by removing our screw-ups <laughs> and our hold-ups and our hang-ups. And he does that so that we can be refreshed. He does this so we can be reborn in him. And so if you've got that kind of thirst today, know this, Jesus is, he can satisfy. And actually, he's the only one that can. So the, the two steps we've seen so far, the first is just to accept the invitation, come, and then the second step is to believe and receive. And then the third step to rehydration, and I would say this, if you're already a believer, this might be where you find your current spiritual state today, right here at step three. And so I say this with encouragement, to keep on receiving is the third step. To keep on receiving. See, Jesus' invitation to come and drink, it doesn't just mean like that one-time sip of Jesus' water. What Jesus said when, when he spoke those words was not just to those people in that instance, in that place, right there, that's it. If, you're, if you happen to be lucky enough to be there, then you got the Jesus' water, but no one else ever gets it again. He spoke this, and, it, and when you look at it grammatically, it's, it's him saying, keep on receiving, to, to keep on receiving, to keep on, you keep believing and keep receiving what I have for you. So we, we keep on drinking living water. Have you been doing that? 
Jesus follower? Have you been receiving? We, we keep drinking this living water. Here's what it does is we allow for, for him to have the central place in our life. Has something else been getting in there? We, we learn. How do we keep on believing and receiving? We learn. We study. We pray. We worship. We grow. We mature. We repent. We say, God, examine my heart. And, and if there's anything in here that is not that, 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 that you just are disgusted by, that is not of you, God, show it to me, reveal it to me so that I can confess it and then turn away from that because I want to keep on receiving. So just as a glass of water once a week is not going to be good for us, that is not enough. What I would say to us, like this, a one-time sip of the living water of Jesus is just a tiny drop compared to the streams of living water that we see here in Scripture. The streams of living water that are meant to rehydrate our soul for a lifetime of purpose. Right? Not just like a one-time little thing, but like a continuation and the term for this is actually called sanctification. Like we are moving on towards, towards this being more and more like Christ as we journey in our faith. Keep on receiving the living waters. So the, the first taste of Jesus is not the end, it's the beginning. All right, so, so far we have these three steps. The first one is to accept the invitation. That might be where some of you are. And you might be, you're like doing it right now. You're like, yep, I'm here. Second invitation, or the second uh, step to rehydration is to believe and receive. I know that happens differently for, for many people. Some, for some it's a, yeah, I got it. I, re I now understand and it's happened. Others, it's a, it's a process. We all come to, we should all be in a state prepared to receive. And as followers of Jesus, we should be those who are prepared to help and shepherd and walk alongside of those who are coming to see and check it out. So then there's the keep on receiving. That's where we continue. That's where we, we draw from. That's where we say, oh, I'm not going to just be just, just here. I'm going to be alive with the living waters. And here's the fourth step to rehydration. And it's this, let it flow. Just let it flow. Our passage says, uh, Jesus speaking, he says, For the scriptures declare rivers of living water will flow from his heart. Now there's a lot of different uh, viewpoints on this statement. Um, some say, well, this means it's flowing from Jesus' heart. Others say, no, it's flowing from those who believe's heart. But when you get down to it, if you're a follower of Jesus, if that's what Jesus experienced, then that would be what you experienced. So either way, the river of living water, the work of God in our lives, the power of the Holy Spirit in all who call on his name, that's alive in us, and it should flow from within us. So we should let it flow. So I would, I would say that that... that Living water from Jesus is meant to be both to us and then continuing on outward from us. 
to a thirsty world all around us. Think of it like this. Let's please don't be like a stale, stagnant pond of Jesus' knowledge, Jesus' experience, and just keep it to ourselves. It's just a flow from within us. I would go so far as to say that we have this divine opportunity to share the living water with other people. And withholding the living water from others would be devastating, wouldn't it? Let it flow. The death of the hiker, Dave Bouchow, could have easily been avoided because he wasn't alone in the desert. He was on a wilderness survival adventure and it was designed to test his physical and his mental toughness. And he paid a lot of money to go on this thing. He had to go through a physical, do all these things, sign all these forms, do all this stuff. He was an adventurer. He had done a lot of things, rock climbing and all sorts of stuff. He had expert guides with him all around. People who knew where the pool was. The guides were carrying emergency water with them. And they they knew the way to the refreshing water in that, that cave, that pool in that cave. But Bouchao didn't know that the guides had emergency water. And he was never offered any water. Why? Were, were they being cruel? <laughs> not, not intentionally, they weren't. So, so Dave pays a lot of money for this hardcore adventure course. And the guides, they didn't want him to fail on this paid-for adventure. And so they wanted him to push himself beyond his limits and make it to the cave all on his own without any help at any time, not even a sip of emergency water. And Porch Community, here, as as we make our way in just a moment to the table of communion, I want you to think about Dave's story from two perspectives. One, you're on the adventure course. And plenty of us have, have tried that. Maybe, maybe some are still trying. And you're trying to push, push yourselves beyond your limits to make it to that pool of water on your own because, oh, one day you're going to get there. You're going to achieve what you've been looking for. You're going to get there and be like, look what I did. Look how I got here. Look what I was able to do. Look at me. And it's going to be fantastic. And you pay good money in the process for lots and lots of adventures. But where has it led you? Are you refreshed? Are you hydrated with the living waters of God? See, I think it's a a flawed and a doomed plan to go through life seeking adventures and not to have the rivers of living water available to you. 
Because without it, dehydration and death is the only outcome. Here's the other perspective I want you to think about this story with Dave. Is that you're one of the guides. And you know the way. You drink from the waters. You know where the pool is. You've been there. You go back there. You are refreshed and you are hydrated. Yet you share it with no one. And there's thirsty people all around you. There are people dehydrated and dying of thirst as they go about their adventures and you know what will quench their thirst and yet you don't let it flow. Jesus said, anyone who is thirsty may come to me. Anyone who believes in me may come and drink. This is what he says. For the scriptures declare that rivers of living water will flow from his heart. And so, Porch Community, as we make our way to the table, as we go about on our adventures... Let's drink. Oh, take in that refreshing water. Take in what God has done through Jesus Christ in your lives. Take in the fact that whatever you think is too much for him, he said, no, I'll take it, and he took it. And he rose again, and he lives. It's not just any water. It's living water. We take it in and then we give it out. This is the life of Christ, and I believe this is what He calls us to as well. I'm going to ask those who are going to uh, help serve communion this morning and the band if they will come out as we spend a few moments in prayer preparing our hearts to receive. God, we. Um, First, I say thank you for your word. <laughs> thank you for the truth that is found in it, the promises that you give to us through it. Lord, I pray for those who are spiritually dehydrated, like they are just, they feel done. God, would your word refresh us today? Would your word bring hope and promise today? Would your, bring, would your word bring hope to those who really didn't think there was hope to be found? God, I thank you that we do not have to figure this out on our own. I thank you for the invitation for us to come to you. I thank you that you put people around us in our lives, guides who will actually show us and teach us and speak to us and share with us the truth of who you are. Spiritually speaking, we're, 
We're all over the spectrum here today. Those just checking it out and those who have been doing this for a long time and a lot of people in between. But the invitation is still the same. Come, drink, receive, let it flow. God, as we receive the sacrament of communion, would you recall in our minds in this moment anything in us that grieves you, that is a sin against you, where we have fallen short, and God, we would confess it to you now. God, I thank you that when we confess our sins, you are faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. Thank you for that living water. On the night that Jesus was with his friends at the table, they met together and he took a loaf and he held it before them and he said, this is my body which has been broken for you. And he took the cup and he said, this cup represents my blood which has been poured out for the forgiveness of your sins. And as often as you meet together, remember this. Participate in this. Receive this. 